0: Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show, episode 60. Today is June the 1st, 2019. Strong hand, unconfiscatable. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Personal responsibility is new counterculture. Deferral of gratification, conviction. Avoid mediocrity, people. All right. If you got questions, type in Bitcoin Meister. Hopefully, they'll pertain to this Beyond Bitcoin subject matter of the evening. Uh, you can uh, ask Bitcoin-related questions too, I guess. But this is the Beyond Bitcoin show. So, uh, And remember to check out DisruptMeister.com, TechBalt.com, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T.com. Uh, uh, Friday Friday's show, the, uh, This Week in Bitcoin, was incredible with Vortex, Federico, and who was the other guest? It was, it was Vortex, Federico, and Nima out in England. Check it out. It was a great show. All my shows are linked to below. Everything that I talk about in this video is linked to below, including the following subject matter. This is a tweet from Patiole. He says, you don't need permission to do hard things but the world thinks you need permission to do hard things. And it will tell you this. And so many people who are capable of doing hard things have no demonstrable success at it because they haven't received permission yet. Yes, everyone, wake up. This world really is permissionless. If you wanna start your own business, you don't need approval from someone else. Everyone, we're conditioned in this world to look at gatekeepers. Gatekeepers decide what makes everyone else happy. We live in a very centralized society and I was uh, I actually when I woke up this morning, I, I wrote down a bunch of things on, on this subject matter. This is what happens when I wake up in the morning sometimes I write like bunches of stuff down and I got this this theory that I will go into an, in a future show. but this this tweet, which I actually got last week at some point, I meant to talk about it last, at last week's show. Um, it it pertains to, to my, my theories and that, you know, a lot of people are just, they're unhappy because they're trying to fit in. They think, you know, they have to live a certain lifestyle. They have to get a certain job, get a certain degree. And, uh, that, that some of those things, uh, do involve permission or approval. And that that's not necessarily how the world works. You, if you got an idea, you don't need permission to start a business. You don't need permission to do a lot of things out there. Okay. You don't need a license. You don't need approval. You don't need to fit in. So keep that in mind, people keep that in mind. You are the mindset that people have that they need permission is holding them back is, and it's, it's completely unnecessary, but it's something that's ingrained in us. We think we've got to ask someone before we do, before we make a huge change in our life, uh, you know, to, to, Oh, you're, you're living outside the box. You're doing things differently. I, I need someone's permission for that. No, you don't. You don't at all. You, you, you need to approve of it yourself. Everyone, we look for external approval all the time, and you don't need external approval from the, the board, from the, the 80% centralized world that we lived in, from, from mainstream society. You don't need approval. And I'm going to get into how in, in a future show how you can find it, approval from yourself or in, in a decentralized manner. But that's that's for a future show. Pound that like button. Yeah, you know? I got a lot written down. Uh, all right. So and again, people, wake up in the morning. If you got ideas and your computer isn't on, go the old-fashioned way. R- write it down. <laughs> you got all sorts of stuff, all sorts of stuff written down. There. And you can see I've got pretty bad handwriting too. Um, and my, I told the story before how my physics teacher yelled out, "This is an abomination!" when he saw my when he saw my handwriting once. And all my friends uh, loved to repeat that back in high school. Speaking of my friends, my friend from college, Shane, Shane is in the uh, chat right now. What's up? He says I made a live show. Hi, Adam. What's up, Shane? Shane's out on the west coast too. It's good to uh, it's good to see him here. Uh, I, I won't tell any of our, our, our college stories, Shane. Although there is a story time part of this show, though, but I won't, I won't, I won't reveal any of uh, the 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 old the old days from WashU. Anyway, I anyway, mean, there are things we everyone can learn from some of the things that uh, we we did back in the day. We, we had a lot of fun in college, and that was that was one thing about college. I don't know why Shane. Uh, we we had a lot of fun in college. I think we, we would have done. It, I mean, I know if I would have done it differently, I would kind of taken. More advantage of the learning opportunities, I and mean, now I, I'm a more mature individual. I I seek learning opportunities in college. I mean, you just wanted to have fun. You wanted, to, I did. I wanted to have fun, and I valued my wealth and women and all sorts of ridiculous things. All right, that's a little tangent that wasn't planned. I mean, you see a college friend in the chat. What are you going to do? All right, so um, what? Uh, oh, oh, so 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 so. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Life traps. This is this is also a good. A, an article, it says, and this reminds everyone to break out of the machine. We get we get stuck in these traps in life, and I will expound upon this in a, a future show. But fitting in is overrated. This guy says, "Despair brought me honesty. By enrolling in graduate school, I made myself miserable for no reason. Why I, had I spent so much time in purpose, purposelessly, purposelessly?" At hard work. I arrived at a simple mechanism, an excessive sensitivity to desires of others and a competitive environment. So some people they have these goals, they don't even know why they have these goals anymore. They're to fit in, they get so competitive with these goals that they just they must attain, they must attain these goals. And when they finally do, they're like, Why the heck did I do that? Why the heck did I waste so much time? It was because they wanted validation, they wanted social validation, they got up in the competition. Uh, to, in order to get this validation. And then at the end, they didn't feel happy. They didn't get the validation. They, again, we live in a society where uh, it, it is dictated, where there is a feedback loop. You must get the best college education. You must try to attain a high status job so you can press everyone and get everyone else's approval. And you and so people strive for these things based on these frivolous reasons. Again, if this person, you know, really wanted to be a great uh, physicist or whatever, um, and, and go to graduate school. I, I forgot why die. he went to graduate school and wasted all his time in graduate school. If he wanted to do it because that was what his true love was, then yeah, good for him. But again, people get caught up in these traps where they're doing it for someone else. They're get, doing it for approval of, of a centralized mechanism. Uh, and then they don't get that approval in the end. And they're not happy in the end. Um, so, But they went a traditional route. They, they were scared to, to leave that traditional route. So this guy talks about this. Um, and again, fitting in is overrated. Uh, and that he, he talks about that in his, uh, whatever this link is that I provided below. And it gets in, it goes into depth. So you don't have to spend too much time with it. All right. So what is wrong with the get the rich, getting richer? What is wrong with the get rich, getting richer? I, I, I asked you that seriously, because they, that's like a common trope oh, the rich, get richer. It's, it's terrible. The rich, get richer. Well, I mean, that doesn't preclude you from, uh, you getting, you you can still get rich. Other people can still, if the rich get richer, Everyone can get richer. It doesn't. It doesn't mean just because the rich are getting richer that the poor are getting poorer. That doesn't mean. That doesn't imply that necessarily. Not at all. And so, what it is, it's, it's based upon, you know, it's bit comparisons here. Some people, when they do comparisons, it's compare envy. They see someone has a lot, and they're envious. And if they see someone getting more and more and more, they're en- But it doesn't affect. Why should they care? Why? Why should they be envious of? someone else getting richer, they should be worried about themselves and try to, you know, if they feel happiness is brought on by getting wealthier, then they then they should try to, to be wealthier on their own. But so that's where I call the what I would do if I saw someone getting rich, if the rich were getting richer, I, I I say that's inspiration. I do, I compare myself to them. I say, well I'm not as rich as them, but well wait a second. That's it, inspirational. It's inspirational that they're doing well. So there's the compare envy and the compare inspiration. Wh- which path are you gonna take? Are you always gonna be envious when you're looking at someone else? Or are you gonna use it as inspiration? You're gonna try to learn. Um, because, uh, and again, I go back, uh, we're conditioned to to be envious, I, I, I believe. To, to, you know, wanna, well, that, that's unfair. If they're happy, I, I'm not happy. So I better take from them, they, they, they shouldn't be happy. Uh, and I, I, they, they should give me some of their happiness, some of their wealth. And, uh, that's, I, I wouldn't say don't go in that. I'd say, don't, don't go in that direction. people. Don't, don't go. My, my advice is you see someone do well, you use it as inspiration. You use it as inspiration. And, uh, but, uh, in, in the world that gets that, if you get stuck in the 80% of the world in, in the main world, with all the gatekeepers telling you what is success. And how to and how to attain that success. And when you get that success, you will be happy. And it's unfair that that other person has success. Uh, yeah, you're, it's not a world to be in. I, I believe so. Uh, we we say uh, we go to the market ticker here on a, a different subject matter. He's got a great uh, post. He says democracies are always and everywhere tyrannical are tyrannical monstrosities. He says the United States is a republic. And this is true. This is very true. Democracies always end up being tyrannical and they're, mon- they're monstrosities. They're totally monstrosities. He's, he is correct about that. And the United States was not intended to be a democracy. We have completely lost track of that. I mean, you, you hear the word democracy being tossed around as like an angelic type of world, that word that is something that was sent from heaven or something like that. It's not. It, it, not at all it, it does become tyrannical and uh, the United States was not meant there's checks and balances it's a republic system and uh, you know we, we seem to be heading in the in the, the democracy uh, direction in the United States and that is unfortunate and those of us um, who are in the Bitcoin overlay who don't need to fit in who don't uh, need to succumb to peer pressure and stick it out we can leave if we don't like it, if we feel uncomfortable, if, if our wealth is being taken away. We can go somewhere else if it, if this country becomes a monstrosity and our freedom is slowly eroded away. And I'm going to talk about what uh, freedom is in a second. Now, something that I see on uh, YouTube, there, there's a group that has been uh, dubbed the – what is it, the intellectual dark web, and it's Ben Shapiro and all these guys. who talk about subject matters that aren't exactly mainstream, and uh, they, they're, they're a diverse group. Some are more conservative, some are more liberal, and they they become popular. Jordan Peterson, uh, you know, they've got they've got loyal followers. They they, they their YouTube numbers are going wild and everything, and uh, and there are these people out there who hate them. <laughs> and uh, there are other YouTubers or uh, social media people who it's clear that because they're excluded from this group, that they, they have envy. And I say, don't let your own exclusion from one group define you. They, these people are letting their exclusion from a group define them. That shouldn't define you because you're not accepted into a group. That you become envious of them and then have to rip on them. And your your whole everything that you talk, lots of the stuff that you talk about in life is just about how bad they are, just because you're not in their group. That is not the way to run your life, dudes. Not at all. Not at all. Start your own. If you are excluded from something, start your own movement, okay? Don't let gatekeepers say that you can't start your own movement or you can't start your own group. Um again, your movement or your group can just be one person. That's fine. That's fine. Compete. Do not complain. Pound that like button. I talked about that in a show the other day. I said I was going to bring that up on a Saturday show. There it is. I brought it up on a Saturday show. Compete. Do not complain. Do not. Okay. So we've got all these complainers complaining that they're excluded from a certain something, and uh, they're not competing. They're not. They're not producing. They're just complaining. Uh, and yeah, think about that. So when. <laughs> When I was, but I anyway, I've been going to synagogue every single day um, since uh, the passing of, of my, since the mourning period began for my father. Uh, so <laughs> I spent a lot of time looking at the prayer book and everything and reading the prayers. And there's a prayer called the Aleinu, which I've known since I was a little kid, actually. But if, if you're a religious Jewish person, you say three times a day, I believe at least three times a day. I don't know. <laughs> But there is one line that I love it, and when I, you know, I look at the English translation, of course. And this uh, maybe this will inspire some of you, for they worship vanity and emptiness. And that reminds me of today. That reminds me of today's society. That that line is based on like a biblical a biblical passage that obviously is thousands of years old. Um, But we we've come to a time now where so many. The 80 percent that's the very definition of 80 percent Worshiping vanity and emptiness. And mainstream culture, totally. Van- vanity and emptiness. And it also, I mean, it reminds me of idol worship, obviously. It reminds me of BSV a little bit. <laughs> Going back to cryptocurrency for a second there. Uh, but yeah, uh, for they worship vanity and emptiness. Say anytime I see that uh, during the morning, I expand upon it in my head. So there's a little uh, there's a little treat for you guys. Tony Traveler just sent 20 bucks in the super chat. Tony, you're always very generous in your contributions to the show. You don't have to do this, man. He says, strong hands. Thank you, Tony. Let me see if there are any questions out there uh, besides my, my buddy Shane saying hello. All right, good. No, no other questions out there. Don't worry, you can still ask your questions, people. That, that pertain to the subject matters in the show or Bitcoin. So I, I the last two weeks I've been meaning to bring up Joe Rogan, who is one of these inter, intellectual dark web people. Apparently, again, it's you could put anybody in the group that you want to put in the group. I don't care. Don't 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 hate on them and waste your whole life worrying about them. Make your own group. And again, yeah, I'm not in their group, so I do my own thing. It's awesome. I love this. Um, I, I definitely go my own way. There's no definition that I'm trying to fit into here. I mean, I'm 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 a Bitcoin. Uh, I'm a Bitcoiner. Yet on Saturdays I do a show about uh, way beyond Bitcoin. Because uh, I, I I very much enjoy this show. I very very much enjoy this show. And uh, well, something about Joe Rogan. I, Joe Rogan is like the place where popular culture and twenty percenters kind of meet. It's that dividing line. It's a hybrid behind the two. It but between the two at, at times. and you could be a 20%er and and, inter- and you know be very interested in, in bettering yourself and being productive and you could find information on his show and, and very good guests sometimes. Well, sometimes there's nonsense matters on it of course, a lot of it because he again he is not on a, he's not on a mainstream television network or anything like that. He does his own podcast, he does his own thing he went his own way. you should be inspired by him definitely. But then some of the subject matters are definitely. To appeal to the masses. I mean that he just does stuff that he likes to do because he is partially mainstream. He he was he did a lot of stuff in mainstream media in the past, um, and I, I think he's still that's still a part of him. And he, I mean I think a part of him wants to fit in a little bit still. But uh, so if you are a person a politician, uh, this is some someone not to someone to get in touch with definitely because you can you can get a large audience of smarter people and some 80 percenters obviously at the same time sometimes things happen on his show that go the mainstream media picks up in so that's why i say it's kind of the dividing line between the two so someone like uh tulsi uh who is a, a fringe democrat co- candidate uh she goes on there and she gets mainstream coverage because she says things on there a lot of people hear about it and the mainstream media can't avoid covering her so a lot of more 80 percenters Hear about her, and she, of course, wants eighty percenters to hear about her. She, in order to win an election, it's a, it's a total eighty percent popularity contest. It's b- based on uh, vanity and emptiness. I- I- elections, pound that like button. We're gonna get to elections a se- in a second. How vain and how empty they they are. I mean, it's sad. You know, a lot of people are like my, you know, my father and they fought for the civil rights, and, and you know, it was such a it was such a big thing to get vote, vote voting rights. You know, I would die for voting rights. Again, it, it's no, it isn't something to die. for. Uh, I, I can see back in the day, it was really hyped up and everything like that, but you, you put these leaders on pedestals and then you, you, you think your vote changes your life and you, you, put so much power into these people and that's, you should be putting power into yourself. So, and I, I've mentioned this many times, many times. All right. I've got to respect the money story. You know, that's one of my slogans, respect the money. I learned that from a, a channel. I often, uh, quote the dude like mgtow uh money his name is but so here's a story i was i i you know here's a health tip for you if you eat you know you eat dinner go for a walk afterwards i walk every night here in la most places i go to i, I walk every night you know walk walks off you know the digestion goes It's it's good it's fun it's healthy So I'm walking. I walk by the bus stop. I mean, there are plenty of bus stops on uh, out there on La Brea or La Brea, however you pronounce it with your Baltimore accent. And I find uh, an L.A. Metro card—the card you use to get on the bus, on the subway, on whatever. Yeah, they have a subway out here. Pound that like button. And of course, everyone drives their darn car out here. They they don't know that there's a subway, but certain people do know there's a subway. Anyway, I find this card on the ground. This is like two weeks ago now, and. I was like, I got to check this. I got to see if there's any money on this thing. First of all, it cost a dollar to buy the card. So some some genius threw his card on the ground after he got off the bus. Because, again, you need the card to get on the bus. So I assume the person got off the bus and threw it. He, he thought he didn't need it anymore. Uh, and uh, so you know, I, I pick it up. I put it put it away so that the next time I run by a place I can check a balance, I'm going to check it. So uh, early, it was actually last Sunday. I, w- I ran on Hollywood Boulevard in the morning. Oh, well, what is, you know? When well, you, you see all the stars on the ground. Not only that, in early in the morning, you see all these bums on the ground too. So I go to the uh, Hollywood and Vine subway stop. It was the Hollywood and Vine subway stop. Go downstairs, check the uh, check the what's on the car. There's a dollar fifty on the card. A dollar fifty on the car. It's ridiculous. No respect for money at all. No, they're just they're, someone just throws away a dollar fifty like that. And of course, tomorrow Sunday, I'm going out. Uh, toward Pasadena to visit a fellow Bitcoiner. I'm looking really, I'm looking forward to it. So there you go, one ride costs $1.75. So I mean, it was like the majority of a ride right there. That is the opposite of, of respect the money. And that is how the poor get poor. They throw away money and that's how the rich get richer. And there's nothing wrong with it. And if the poor wanna throw away money that the rich just pick off off the dirty ground, then hey, that's the way it is. And uh, if that's looked down upon by the mainstream, I don't need their validation. You don't need their validation. You don't need to someone say, oh, you're such a cheapo. You picked up a card off the ground. Well, no, I'm telling you right here, decentralized validation right here. You're doing the right thing. You don't need to fit in. You just got $1.50 richer when that scum just uh, schmo or whatever it is, he, he got dollar fifty, And they're the ones complaining about the rich getting richer. They're the ones that have the envy. They have no, they have no long-term thinking. They're so impulsive. It's unbelievable. Don't be that guy. Be the, be the rich guy who picks it up off the ground and doesn't have to spend a dollar fifty on it. And you're, well, what's a dollar fifty? No, a dollar fifty adds up over time. It adds up over time. You keep on fi- finding a dollar fifty on the ground. You keep on throwing away a dollar fifty. You're going in opposite directions. And that's, that's life. And uh, if you, if you want social validation so much. That you don't, you don't, you think that's cheap or whatever, but hey, go ahead. But a hey, personal responsibility is the new counterculture, and uh, yeah, you, you're throwing away money. Respect the money, okay. And okay, I showed uh, another thing I see when I'm running is this billboard for LaScandal.org, and the, the the billboards are clearly made to make you feel guilty about the homeless problem and. I don't know. You guys can check out the site yourself. You can, you can decide yourself if it's virtue signaling. I mean, I'm sure that people want to make a difference. Uh, the the way the homeless problem is being approached here in LA is clearly not a good. And, um, again, many drug addicts, out on the street, many, many. They set up tents even in good neighborhoods like this one that I'm in right now. You could, it, it, it's it's unbelievable that some of the things that you see. I mean, the tents that you just see on random streets, just on sidewalks. Um, so what? I would I would tell everyone if you know you don't want to end up like that. Don't throw away money. Um, if you have a psychological problem, seek help. Seek. Uh, you know, ways of medical attention. Uh, so, so you can, if you are a uh, schizophrenic, uh, t- take your medication, definitely. And, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm not going to be guilted into giving to nonprofits where I don't know how my money is going to be spent. And I think throwing more money at the problem definitely is, is not a solution. Uh, the, the billboards are, uh, Interesting though, they are all, that's your, that's your little taste of LA uh, for today. So you see these LA scandal billboards and then you, you see the real thing right on the street. The, the And I mean, is it scandalous? Is it scandalous that everyone's, that, that, that they're homeless people? And I mean, I don't know if that's the right word. I don't know. It's, it's definitely trying to get, trying to get you emotional the, those. Uh, and, and this is not something to be emotional about And on that note, stoicism, stoicism, stoicism teaches the development of self-control and fortitude as a means of overcoming destructive emotions. The philosophy holds that becoming a clear and unbiased thinker allows one to understand the universal reason. And uh, you know what? All I keep seeing in this world is impulsivity and people who want to gamble and get high. So there is a place for people to explore stoicism, to, to uh, not be tempted by, by what you're seeing out there, this impulsivity and this gambling, uh, de- development of self-control and fortitude of a, as a means of overcoming destructive emotions. Because gambling, emotional gambling, yeah, that is destructive, very much so. The great uh, economic or the economic invincibility got a good channel he has a, a video out that you should watch how men waste money. And, and if you're a guy, you'll, you'll maybe it'll wake you up. Like, why the heck am I spending all this money on a nice leather jacket or whatever? Ridiculous. He brings up quite a few things. Uh, good, good to see a video like that, Turk talking about personal responsibility and some uh, proper economic management. There, uh, speaking of men, Stefan Molyneux has a, a video where he's being inter- interviewed about men's issues and it's pretty good so i link to it below he says some things that most people don't say uh which is always interesting to hear at the and, and you know that that men real men the men traditionally use logic and reason and they argue it out you have a discussion but in this day and age we've gotten to a world where there are all sorts of people men and women who just do hit pieces on people who try to dig up things in the past to smear them that's how they try to win an argument well, I'm not going to talk about the what he stands for. I'm just going to smear him personally, make up, and and most of the smears are totally made up, totally made up, for, or something that the, somebody did when they were 16 and then blown out of proportion. I mean, you, you've seen it all. So he he brings that up uh, at the very end. He he talks about you know you you need to have children. You need to say, again. I don't agree with the ending necessarily. Uh, everyone, you don't need to do anything. Okay, you you don't have to fit in. You can decide what is best. What is best for you. And uh, don't don't let uh, don't let people guilt you in, into doing things. But uh, anyway, the, as a whole, the video is good. Another video for you, gold and holders out there that are still stuck on gold. Here's a little bit of Bitcoin for you. My buddy uh, Jayant Bandari. He's another guy out there who speaks his mind. He doesn't care how popular he is. A, he, I trust me, he doesn't care at all. He says what he feels is the truth. Okay, and uh, you might disagree with him on a lot of things. He is. Ah, uh, Indian. He'll say some pretty hardcore things about India too that aren't aren't the nicest things in the world, um, and, and about the develop developing world world. He has very harsh word words. He talks about China in this video. In this video, he he's pretty open about what's going on in gold and gold mining stocks, and that things aren't going very well at all. Um, and he's got that he's stuck. <laughs> You know, I wish I have discussed, I've had Jayant on the store on the show before. You can look it up in the archives, disruptmeister.com, pound that like button. And I've told I've told Jayant about uh, Bitcoin since uh, twenty seventeen. He's known about it since before then. But he likes to do his gold stocks. He likes to do his gold. He likes stocks. He never got into Bitcoin. Um, and that's unfortunate. I mean he 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 is wealthy. He says he's into he's He's trying to make money. He's very open in his video of what he is trying to do. He's trying to make more money. He knows that realm uh, so well that he thinks he still can make money in it. Uh, it's not going well. He talks about uh, he talks about uh, an upcoming event that has all the usual names at it. And again, he mentions Doug Casey, and that kind of just shows you, yeah, all the usual names, the guys that have been talking about gold since 1981 who've been waiting for gold to go to the moon, who don't realize, Doug Casey partially realizes this probably, um, that Bitcoin is living gold's dream. And uh, so it's, it's it like, I watched this video and I'm like, dude, you're like one step away. Why aren't you talking about Bitcoin? They don't talk about Bitcoin at all in this video. He's being interviewed by, um, I, the, ch- the guy used to make a lot of videos on his channel. This is his first new video in a while. I forgot the guy's name. He's an Asian guy. I'm sorry. I forgot his name, but that's who produces this video. His older videos were great. I don't think he ever talked about Bitcoin though. And he's another guy who, from what I can see, he did not get into Bitcoin. And it shows you that people can get really stuck in their ways. And sure. Gold is there. I'm sure there are ways of making money on it and everything, but there is an evolution now. And these guys aren't evolving with it. And, It's more so guys who do have who are older. Um, Jayan isn't. I mean, you know, guys with experience. They're just sticking with what they know. They stick with what they know, and that is not necessarily what you should be doing, people. We are we are on the verge of something huge here. And if you watch this video, you'll be like, ah, why aren't they bring up Bitcoin? Like it's a solution to all their some of their problems. They they talk about the China trade war. It's it is a good video though. And again, I'm not afraid to watch a video by guys that love gold. Okay. I can gain knowledge from something like that. And I think you guys can gain some knowledge too and gain a, a perspective from where these guys are coming from and maybe why they want to stick around with something they're very comfortable with. But again, he says, he was at his conference, all the usual names. And again, these usual names, there comes a point when uh, you got to move on. So let's talk about, you know what? I'll skip that. Uh, we're we're going to talk about debt And then I'll talk about debt. How long have we been talking for? It's 1021. What time did I start this show? I don't even remember now. What time did I start today? Okay. No, 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 no. We're just, okay. I could talk a little more. So the net worth of Americans aged, age 18 to 35 has dropped 34% since 1996. Oh my God. The average millennial has an average net worth of $8,000. That's far less than previous generations. So they're going to look for centralized solutions. They're not going to take personal responsibility. They should take personal responsibility, but they need the validation from, from the Borg. And, uh, they're going to say, you know what, this isn't my fault. We need a bailout. We need socialism. We need this. We need that. We need the other. And, uh, it is amazing that they, it, it is because of debt. It is because they want, they were impulsive. And we live in a society where you need to fit in, where you need approval, where you need, so people have lots of nice things. They have fancy cars, they have fancy apartments, they have fancy thing, things that, that lose value immediately. They have all those things, but get um, yeah, their net worth. I mean, since 1996, uh, it's dropped 34% it makes no sense. It, 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 people are so much more wasteful basically. And that, that the average millennial that someone between 18 and 35 their average net worth is eight thousand dollars. <laughs> they're only worth eight thousand dollars. The average—I mean, that's that's unbelievable to me. They're worth less than a bitcoin. Pound that like button. Okay, so these same people—some so of these guys—they're thirty-five now. So back in uh, back in twenty fifteen, they were thirty-one. They were they were big boys. They could have watched my videos where I was saying get get. One bitcoin costs four hundred dollars. Then I'm get ten bitcoin. They wouldn't have net worth of eight thousand dollars. Unbelievable. But again, yeah, they they get, they had since that time. They've had two different cars that they leased, right? So maybe it was worth it for them. I mean, but but again, are they happy? Are they are they happy that they got the approval? Did they get what they wanted by having those two cars? Did they they were valuing their wealth in women? Did they get the women they wanted from having those two cars in, in four years? Are, are they happy? Probably not. Probably not. And did they get the women and end up happy? Or did, do they still have the women? Did the women take things from them? I mean, this, these are all questions, excellent questions out there um, for, for, for impulsive behavior, that for non-long-term thinking, for the, the desire to fit in, to, to get that approval. And I, I, can't, I watch these videos where people are saying they're so unhappy, they're, they're incels, they're, they're doomers. There's a new term called doomers. They'd rather um, a meteor hit the earth and end it. And they, they are trying to fit in. They still—they think they have to fit into the paradigm, into the mainstream culture paradigm where they're approved. They're, they admit, they're like, I'm not getting the approval I need. But they're still seeking approval from those same centralized authorities, from those same gatekeepers, the ones that say you need a car, the ones that say you need a woman, the one that say you need a house, that you need a certain job. And these things are becoming scarcer and scarcer. The jobs that that everyone approves of, they are becoming scarcer. They are becoming scarcer. Uh, because there were certain jobs uh, that are in existence that used to be approved of, now they're not, now they're looked down upon. And so people are just clawing and, and, and hating upon each other because they're all trying to fit to get this approval. And I have developed, and I'll talk about this in a later video, that you don't you should not seek the approval of these centralized authorities, of these demagogues. Of these false idols and you should not because you feed them you make them more powerful even if you realize what they are even if you realize that what's going on you need i'm telling you right now i approve what you're doing dude i approve you know you you don't fit in that's good do your own thing you you so many people are just seeking validation and happiness and they need individual they need people to say you're doing the right thing you are on a route to happiness you seek your own happiness your, your own way we, th- those of us who have realized that we need to provide, we should try to provide those validation for, for people that, that are, that are uh, seeking that type of validation. Because again, if you're, if you're, if you're seeking that centralized validation, uh, you, you're, you're not going to, most of the time, you're not going to get it. It's, it's a, it's a, they're going to keep you chasing it and they're going to keep you buying by and it's, you're feeding into it. You're, you're making that Borg even more powerful. That's why you come into the Bitcoin overlay with me, where we do our own thing. We don't need to fit in. We don't need to be aided. We don't care about popular culture. And and again, this is it's harder. It's harder to to live a life where you're not, you can't easily check in to the centralized authority and say, Oh, I'm valid. Oh, I'm doing the right thing. Oh, I know. You have to define your own self here, and you have to validate your own self and define your own happiness. And that is harder to do. That is individualism. That the default is to go to that centralized collectivist model where you seek validation from a central authority, and you're never going to get it. Most people are never going to get it. You're never going to attain that w- what they're showing you out there, um, the the fakeness that's out there. All right, all right. Now I wasn't even supposed to talk about all that. That that's for another show. Uh, moving on. I see Crypto Sipto. He's a dude that's in motion. He's in the chat. I met him the other night. Keeping up with the Jones is exactly. Crypto Sipto. You don't. It is all about. Uh, well for some people it is about keeping up with the joneses and you end up very unhappy that way and that's why here in the land of the decentralized seek you will find people with common interests and you will get happiness and validation from others who are going the same way that you are doing things differently like you are with bitcoin all right i was going to talk about i'm not going to talk about the maryland thing next time um yeah we live in a society where you if you sacrifice yourself for the poor um we live in a a society where you know guilt that that that's that's value you you should feel feel guilty and victimhood is 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 put on a pedestal don't sacrifice yourself for others dude you you gotta seek your own happiness man seek your own happiness again people uh people try to guilt and shame you because you are uh you you are doing well and you're trying to do better no you shouldn't you're already doing well you should try to help others you should try to strive for the best person that you can be and do what makes you happy. I mean, if if you gain satisfaction from helping others, from, from, from just giving to the poor, then yeah, do that. That's awesome. That is great, but you shouldn't be guilted into it. And being, and like not being proud of your success is a sickness. That's a sickness. I think. Um, But, and being proud of your victimhood, that, that is a sickness, man. That is, that is, that is a problem. And I've, I've mentioned this before. Zach, Tapia sent a dollar in the uh, super chat. Thank you, Zach. Thank you very much for everyone who supports the show in, in all the ways you can. And again, we we here in the chat, you're all doing a good thing, dude. You're, you're trying to learn here tonight. I compliment all of you. I compliment all of you. You know that fitting in is overrated. Uh, so I, I said I would talk about uh, some health today. I gotta talk about uh, health a little bit. And, oh, but, but remember Ball Tech T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T on Twitter, Bitcoin Meister on Steemit. I'm live there right now. So health, 2 sh- I've been taking like two cold showers a day now. I'm doing two a days. I mean, this thing, it really wakes you up. It really gives you a lot of energy. Uh, and uh, apparently there, there are some other health benefits too. Uh, something that I'm doing tomorrow, I, I, I'm, I, I mentioned this before, but when I have travel days, I don't eat at all. So some of you are like, oh well, yeah, when you get on a plane, you skip those days for eating. That is true, but I've taken it to a whole new level. Level. When I went down to Long Beach the other day, I was driven in a car. I did. I didn't eat. Didn't eat all day. So that becomes a 44-hour fast. Tomorrow I'm going to Pasadena, or out that direction on the Gold Line. I'm going on the light rail, people. Um, we call it the light rail in Baltimore, at least. I don't think it is a light rail service. But again, I'm not eating tomorrow. I'm not eating. So again, this is for those of you that say you can't fast try to do it around a travel day you don't need to stop the the, the, the fast food place uh, when you're traveling at all that that's bad and it's funny the the picture i picked for this video was from Beersheba, from a mall in Beer Sheva in uh, 2017 in israel it was a mcdonald's and it says kosher next to it <laughs> of all the things you see in israel kosher mcdonald's and that's sickening that even even in israel they uh they, they eat that unhealthy uh garbage Although in that mall in the Beer Sheva mall, there were many Arabs. There are a lot of Arabs in Beer Sheva, so I guess they're eating at the. They're eating at. I mean, I guess it's halal too. If it's kosher, I think it's automatically halal, so they can uh, they can eat there. There were a lot of Arabs at the uh, at the Beer Sheva mall, and I remember the signs because it was it was right before Thanksgiving. I was going to go back to Baltimore, and there were all these signs for the Black Friday sales. And yeah, I mentioned this on the show before. The whole world has become such. A hyper-consumerism mess that they have Black Friday sales in in countries that have nothing to do with Thanksgiving. They don't celebrate Thanksgiving in Israel, but they have Black Friday sales. And again, in Europe, the same thing. They have Black Friday sales. Black Friday originally, again, had had to do with uh, the economics of the United States based around the Thanksgiving holiday. I'm not going to get into the whole thing. Anyway, uh, Vention said, cold showers. you got to be kidding. No, Vention. Dude, you should try it out. But man, you're trying out a lot of things right now. So I mean, <laughs> but why not? Why not throw another thing in your arsenal, man? Why not? Why not? It, it, it can't hurt you, man. It, it's good. It's good. Look it up. All right. Freedom equals the ability to determine your own destiny. That is what freedom is to me. The ability to determine your own destiny. Now, a lot of people, it, it varies in what country. In a totalitarian state. You don't have freedom. You can't control your own destiny. I mean, if you're stuck in like North Korea, you're not controlling your destiny, okay? You have no freedom at all. Now, in the United States, we have a lot of freedom. People complain. We do have a lot. The taxes, now, if you don't pay your taxes, you're going to end up in jail. So there, your destiny is, is controlled a bit by the state there. But, yeah, for me, simple definition, ability to determine your own destiny. So think about that when you when you think about freedom. Speaking of a guy who cares a lot about freedom, Yaron Brook. His channel um, lately, some of his videos about capitalism, he he really explains it well. What true capitalism is. He is not right about everything. He is he is actually wrong a lot about a lot of personalities. He he jumps to conclusions a lot about a lot of people. No one is perfect, but his straight talk about capitalism is very good, and you can learn a lot about it. And you can you can learn a lot about the. What what fairness is? If if there was fairness, fairness is forced upon people. That's not freedom. When when, when everyone is equal, that is not freedom. That is that e- equality is. If everyone was equal, they, there had to be a force to make everyone equal. You'd have to take from other people, and that, that that's that's not cool, man. That is that is not freedom. But so he he enjoys a world where there is une- inequality because. In a world where you are free to do whatever, to work as hard as you want to or not work as hard as you want to, some people are going to do a lot better. So there's going to be a lot of inequality. In, in, in the freer the society, the more inequality there is, which is fine. Which is fine. You shouldn't be guilted and shamed about that. And he, he does a great, great job talking about subject matters like that and has definitely inspired my thinking uh, along those lines. Uh, all right, story time, story time, story time. People like stories from my past for some reason. All right, so I'm at this bar quite a few years ago now. Um, I don't know if I, I, ran into a girl I know and she is a beautiful, a beautiful woman. And I'm not gonna say what country she is from just to keep her privacy. I, I haven't spoken to her in years now, but she was, she's beautiful. And uh, from an Eastern European country, okay. She's from an Eastern European country of some sort, and I knew quite—I knew a few people from this Eastern European country. Well, anyway, she was in the United States on a, on a student visa, something. I, I she was not a citizen of the United States at all, at all. And um, we were talking about the election—an election. It must have been—I mean, it was it must have been in two thousand eight, maybe I guess. And um, and I said, you know, you—you well, you can't vote in the election. You're not—you're not from here, and. Well, she says, "Well, you know, when I got my driver's license, she had a Maryland driver's license. She's like, they sent me this card. She shows me the card that they. That she also was sent. She has a a voter registration card as an independent. They automatically registered as her as an independent. But uh, when she got her driver's license, and she she was she didn't want me to tell anyone about it. So I've actually I don't think I've ever told anyone about it. And again, now it's it's years ago now. It's over ten years ago." Um, and uh so there you go there you go for all you people who like say oh i'm willing to die for the right to vote in the united states of america some eastern european just because she got a driver's license she got it for free she could have voted she did not she didn't want to vote she didn't want to vote she didn't want to get in trouble but she didn't want to get deported i mean she she knew she was lucky to be in the united states on whatever type of visa she was on she was probably breaking the law a little bit if she had a student visa i think she was she had a job too i mean she was trying to she was hot so she could get anything she wanted to uh and um yeah yeah this just just shows you uh you know and and then for again for all those people like oh it's just it's just lies that illegals are getting uh voter registration cards no it's not i saw with my own two eyes in 2008 okay i saw seriously (laughs) she said independent it was independent again that sticks out in my mind because in baltimore city everybody registers as a democrat okay so we were in baltimore city at that time and uh, not many people register as independents in Maryland, because it, 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 we. every state is a little different. I know like in Michigan, like there's so many independents. In Maryland, it's like either a Democrat or a Republican. I don't even know what the hell people are getting into the independent. But she it was said independent on hers or whatever it was. It, so it, maybe it wasn't, doesn't matter. I, I specifically saw the thing, and she was scared that she even had such a thing, I, I remember. So uh, all right, finally, speaking about elections, this is the last the subject matter of the day. Uh, I'm going back to Israel soon uh, on, was it July the 11th? And I'll be there until right before Rosh Hashanah, about September 24th. They're having an election again on September 17th. The, the way the Israeli uh, government is, elections are done, uh, you've got to get a majority of the parliament uh, to form a coalition. And they, they were not able to do that. You you may remember the last election was like a month ago or, and uh, so now they have to have a new election. And it's the first time in their history that they had to do this. But this has always been on the table. If you can't form a coalition, this is what you have to do. And it's a very interesting way of governing a nation. I, I'm bringing this up because I supported the Zehut people before who were libertarian, conservative, whatever you want to call them. They, they were definitely people who would bring Bitcoin to the table. So I'm gonna, this, this time around, I'm going to encourage people in Israel to – because I know Israelis watch this. And I'm going to be talking to Israel. I'm going to be there for the actual election, which would be really awesome to see how they do it. Because I was there before the last election, but I was not actually there on election. I will be there on election day, September the 17th, 2019. I'll report to all of you. But definitely, I encourage everybody who, who can vote in that election to vote for the Zehut, because they didn't make it last time. And now they have. It, it's something new. It's something different. And they there is such a small country. They're differences can be made by the government. And I, again, I don't, I don't like putting these people on pedestals or whatever, but they, they are definitely have people that are Bitcoin friendly. And I, I love to see Israel like jump on board that. And so in, in this, in this case, uh, I, I, I am going to talk some politics. And so I guess on future Saturday shows, I'm going to talk about the, uh, Israeli election and Zehut. So it should be, it should be interesting to see how that, uh, that turns out, but again, don't worry about if you're in the United States, don't worry about elections very much. Don't, don't, don't put too much uh, into them. Uh, so I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister to this route Meister. Remember to subscribe to this channel, like this video, share this video. Check out the links below. And crypto shrugged author said, hello from Spain. Dude, you made it from uh, out of South America to Spain. That is awesome. Pound that like button. Bang that bell button, click on those squares, and hopefully we'll get uh, – everyone's got to check out his book, by the way. What, is, uh, what, ha- what just happened? I just lost him there. All right. Crypto Shrugged author's book. He's been on the show before. He's the uh, tallest man in all of cryptocurrency. He's actually seven foot three. He has been on the show before. Check it out. He's got a good book. Google it. Crypto Shrugged, the book, the author. See you later. Bye-bye.